Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, Interim Chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bell Maurice, the President and CEO of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. Hi, Bell. It's great to see you this week. Yeah, happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays. You had a nice Thanksgiving, I trust, with the new little puppy. <laughs> yes, I did. It was busier than usual. I was trying to keep uh, getting a, a puppy house trained and also mm. entertained. She's quite the character. She's wearing everybody out, including Gretzky. Gretzky wow. is still struggling to figure her out completely, <laughs> but it's, it's a lot of fun. It was a nice distraction. For the holiday that's for sure yeah well i will be keeping an eye on your social media page on twitter along with all the other great things you've been posting especially about vaccines and your post i think is very timely because here we are coming back from thanksgiving we have other holidays coming up so this is the time to get your vaccines for the winter respiratory viruses yeah it's been on my mind you know traveling by air knowing that we're getting into the season watching the numbers. I know you do that. And then very personally, yeah. of course, my parents just moved into an adult living community in Chicago area. So there's a lot of questions now about what should I get vaccinated for? Now, what am I eligible for now that I'm in a more of a communal living setting, especially after the pandemic, a lot of focus on those institutions. So yeah, very timely, I think, to be thinking about this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I did look at the numbers, as you know, I like to do and keep an eye on what's going on. It actually looks pretty good right now. The COVID cases are up slightly. There's been a slight increase in emergency department visits and hospitalizations. The wastewater surveillance, as uh, many of you know, and as you know, Bill, is uh, when you test wastewater, it could be sometimes like a prediction of what's going to be coming, usually about a week before cases pop up, and that's up just ever so slightly. So I would say this is the perfect time to get vaccines, and it takes about two weeks to build up your immunity. And Bill, you could probably tell us all about this with your immunology background. So I would say this is the time to do it. You don't want to delay. The CDC recommends, well, they actually recommend getting COVID and flu vaccines by the end of October. But even if you miss it, it's not too late. Yeah, no, it's you're right. We did our, our poll on now X, formerly Twitter. Mm -hmm. I mean, people just are so burned out at thinking about this stuff, but yeah. they're and it's easy to get complacent. I think the vaccine number of people getting vaccinated is, has has dipped, and I think that's a reflection of that. People want to move on, but the reality is that we have always we saw in my lifetime we've had seasonal flu, but now we have COVID on top of that, and there's other mm -hmm. viruses that are out there which are now vaccines have available like RSV. So yeah. it is really important, and and to your point. Getting vaccinated, it takes two, two weeks to build that full immunity. Just getting vaccinated, it activates your immune system so that you're going to be more mm -hmm. prepared to fight off these bugs, these pathogens, as we call them. Yeah, and uh, the CDC does a very nice job in talking about who is at higher risk for certain diseases. Because we know vaccines aren't 100% protective, but they build up your immunity. So like you said, Bill, they give you that protection against severe disease, particularly important for individuals with risk factors for severe disease, people over the age of 65, which is considered advanced age. I look to that and think, well, I, I won't talk about my age. But anyway, <laughs> uh, 
you start thinking about there are unfortunate risks as you get older. And so we also, you mentioned the RSV vaccine that's recommended for people who are over the age of 60. Also for pregnant women in their 32nd to 36th week of pregnancy, because that gives passive immunity to the baby through transfer of antibodies, maternal antibodies. We also now have the pneumococcal vaccine that's recommended for people age 65 and older, or for people with certain conditions and even for children. And then the Shingrex vaccine, not a respiratory virus, or at least even though it's transmitted by respiratory secretions, we don't really think of shingles as respiratory, but very important because shingles can be very debilitating. And that's recommended for anyone over the age of 50, as well as other people at risk with other conditions. Yeah, these are great tools. It's important that people are aware of them. And also that you're aware of your risks. Again, I mentioned my parents changing their living situation. My dad also has some chronic respiratory problems. So you have to really be thoughtful. And mm-hmm. now is the time. Uh, the whole goal is to prevent. We know the vaccines help prevent from severe illness, which is really what we're trying to avoid. Right. And so and the reality is all these things can cause a severe illness. Right. And including shingles, which, as you mentioned, is not a respiratory virus per se, but shingles is one when there's times of stress, if you're getting mm-hmm. other illnesses. And the reality is that you can out- end up with post-herpetic neuralgia. So again, the hope is that you prevent a shingles outbreak, but you can get post-herpetic neuralgia, which can be a very difficult problem. So all of these things are important that you're number one, people are aware of them. Mm-hmm. Number two, that they understand if they're eligible for them. And number three, that they're, if they have any questions to talk to their healthcare provider to see, you know, there are people, if you've had severe reactions, you just want to know that. So it's very difficult to give a blanket statement about what someone should or shouldn't do. I know you get those questions, I'm sure, by email and things. But most important is that you're aware and that you, if you are eligible, that you go ahead and get protected. I'm not in that high age group yet either, but the reality <laughs> is, you know, if I miss the vaccine, you could sign a waiver for this is pre-COVID. This is flu. I got severe flu once and it is extraordinarily Oof, yeah. unpleasant and it's very disruptive to one's life. And that's pre-pandemic. Now there's much greater sensitivity around mm-hmm. traveling when you're ill or coming to work when you're ill. And that's the other thing I would I would encourage people. Again, we want to forget about COVID. The vaccines are great tools. There's so many other ways that you can connect to mm-hmm. work if you're not if you think you might be getting sick. Think about using a mask for yourself, you know, if you're going to be traveling and you might be having something because remember wearing a mask helps protect those around you. So Mm -hmm. there were some good practices that were put in place during COVID that we shouldn't forget as we enter into this respiratory virus season. So I said happy holidays, but it's a a different kind of season for different things, I guess. Well, absolutely. And like you said, we have all these different tools. And another tool, especially for our lab testing community, that's very important is testing for all these different viruses. So we have the at-home COVID tests and the CDC on their website has good recommendations for when to use them. For example, anytime you feel sick that you think you might have symptoms of COVID, but also five days after exposure, if you've been exposed to someone, because when you're getting ready to go for visits to your loved ones over the holidays, if you feel like you might be carrying a virus that you could pass on to them that could cause severe disease in certain people, you want to take measures to prevent that. So we have the at-home COVID tests. There is one test that you can do at home that does COVID and influenza. That's by a company called Lucera. Unfortunately, not a lot lot of other at-home 
testing options for influenza, but there are some at-home collection options, and then you have to mail in a swab and you get your answer in one or two days. And then there's the regular way of going to your local physician or walk-in clinic, emergency department if need be, and get your test right there. No at-home RSV tests yet, but I would envision in the near future that we're going to have more at-home tests for these respiratory viruses. Yeah, I think you're right. It'll be very interesting. Number one, they are a useful tool. There are still countries I, I mentioned probably several podcasts ago. I traveled to China. You still have you do have to have a negative COVID test, at least mm-hmm. the last time I traveled there. So there might be countries that put this back in place if we start to see increased yeah. cases globally. So there's some of the at-home test options have uh, you know where you can scan. I think EMED is one where you get an actual re- official report because it's you know physician or it's supervised. So it's important for people to know, but it'd also be just be interesting to see, of course, two years ago. You know, that was all the talk was that at home testing for these things was going to replace. And mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see now how much of that. I think the government has free COVID testing available again as, yep. as well, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. This they will do. be a year that will be very telling to how much people really want to use those tests versus not. It'll just be interesting to mm-hmm. watch. Yes, because you could argue that if you're not feeling well, it doesn't matter if it's COVID or influenza or RSV. The bottom line is you should still stay home and wear a mask and stay away from other people. But That's right. there are some drugs for people with severe COVID disease or if you're in certain risk factors that you may be eligible for if you have COVID specifically. But it'll be interesting, like you said, to see if people seek out testing so that they actually know what they have or if they just stay home and, and monitor themselves. Yeah, or just prefer some people just still prefer to go to the doctor just to be sure, right? So there'll be lots to watch here over the next several weeks, including watching out for holiday parties and festivities. The other interesting things to look for as well. Right. And then watching for those pictures of little puppies on your Facebook feed. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Or Twitter. Yes. Twitter. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Look for the commentary to come out for sure. (laughs) It says to see, I will, well, I won't, I was going to promise no puppy in. Christmas gear pictures, but I I can't make oh, that. Oh, that would be really funny. That would be that very might, cute. That might okay, be too we'll hard. That might be too hard to resist. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for the talk on all the different tools we have available to us, Phil. And I will be checking out your X feed soon to see puppy pictures, all and right. we can chat more about keeping yourself safe and your loved ones for the holidays and coming weeks. That's right. I will put out. I know both of us will put out stuff along those lines as well. Yes, we'll uh, keep everyone updated on our Twitter feeds. For sure, for sure. Well, until then, I guess uh, we'll next time. Till next time. Talk to you later, Belle. See you, Bobby. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.